to the Bible Reading Podcast. I am your host, Brianna, and I am joined by the amazing Nessa Goss. <laughs> and sitting with us is our amazing guest, the genius of Genesis, the peepaw of all peepaws, the amazing Pastor Mark. Thank you so much for having me. You get him twice because we love him so much. Two times. <laughs> and remember, I'm launching date night in February with my bride. Yes. Actually, she's launching it, and she's letting me sit in. That's good. That's she, good. Yeah, she's going to be in charge of it. But I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be fun. This. Because I already told her. I said, honey, I'm going to show up, and I'm going to be the dorky jokester, and you're going to be the brilliant woman. And she just rolled her eyes and said, okay. So it's going to be fun. I promise you, if you'll tune, it's it's on Instagram. Yes. But it's a podcast too, so it's going to be underscore date underscore night on Instagram. We'll tag. Them. Will you follow it? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. So, I need that in my life. <laughs> yeah, right. I do too. Yes, it is a it is a marriage podcast. Yeah, it's on relationship yes. and marriage and kids and man so everything. So it's yes. going to be fun. So. Thank you, Brianna, for taking over. You took over the Bible reading podcast now, and I'm going to be listening to it for sure. Thank you for letting me sit in and talk about Genesis. Uh, We could have stayed in chapter one till Jesus returned. Yes, we could. Like like I had had so many thoughts. I was just like, nah. (laughs) Like we didn't even talk about the sun and the moon. I know. We didn't even get to all of it. No, like I'm a moon because I I was going to throw this in real quickly. When I was studying Genesis, I made the mistake to study uh, day four. Okay. All right, God made the sun and the moon, right? Oh, man, I should have never done that. I should have never studied. I should have left day four totally alone because it messed me up hmm. because I'd started deep diving the sun and the moon, blew my mind, and I thought, oh, man, God is so good. We're not even going to talk about that today. What are we going to talk about? It is really good, and yes, our last episode was jammed perked. If you haven't heard it yet, go back and take a listen. Yes. Um, you don't need to listen to all of them in a row, but... I'm sure you will get something good out of it because it was just amazing. Yes. But today we are actually going to talk about Cain and Abel. Wah, we are trucking along wah. in the story. The first kids of the Bible. Yes, the they first kids, other. and they kill each other. Right. I feel like that sounds. I feel like that's a little accurate, though. It doesn't okay. even take long. Like the first I, it, it kids murder each other, and the other one gets booted out. You gotta love that, God. Lord, bless my second child like God, if they come. Right. Oh God, like like Adam, like Cain kills Abel, right? Like yes. You just, Nukes him. Yep. And God doesn't show up to even go, bless your heart. You had a funeral. You had to bury a kid. Oh. And I'll help the other one. God just shows up and goes, what'd you do? Yeah. And, and then he just runs him off. So Eve had to bury a kid and yeah. lose a kid in the same week. Lord. That's really sad. Yes, that it is, is sad. Like, I, I, like, what a terrible <laughs> chapter in the Bible, right? It is the worst. Ever. Eve. But, hey, she went back and had another baby, though. That's why we're here. She is I know. So Amen good. that she did not give up because... Lord knows I would have. <laughs> so, yeah, so Adam was probably really good looking because if he was ugly, she wouldn't have had another kid. She'd be like, he's ugly. Well, Adam was yeah. also the first man, so That's Eve didn't really have ugly. a lot of choices. Yeah, yeah she did. <laughs> even if he was, like, even yeah. if he was ugly. Yeah, he's ugly, she man. I didn't think that because they're perfect. So that is true. This is true. Yeah. So before we deep dive, <laughs> before we deep dive, moving on. Table, do you think this? You'd have to go here. Do you just mentally think that that? Adam was mad at her and she was mad at him. Like, do you think they blamed each other for all this mess that's about Probably, to happen? I think after they got kicked out, there's a lot of arguing. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> like, we just argue over where we're going to eat pizza. Like, she ate a piece of fruit, they lose everything. Yeah. And I, then he ate, so he's a jerk. Yeah. Because God, watch, nobody ever talks about this. 
God didn't even show up. Yeah. Until Adam ate it. Until Adam ate it. So he's over there like, this is good. And God's like, what she just do? And then she hands it to him. And he goes, and as soon as he bites, it all hell breaks loose. You guys might have to discuss this on date night, but I read this thing where it was like, Adam should have known and been more of a steward. Because if he was more of a steward over Eve, he would have known that the snake was, like, her BFF and that they were talking and, like, communicating. Coming from a man, of yeah. which I is. And well, two, well, women. The women. two women, yes. But as a man, I would say, I don't like that reasoning because God <laughs> God already knew we needed help. Yes. And he even said, they need help. Oh, for sure. You were here to help us. So when you're eating a piece of fruit, we're probably thinking apple pie. He's going to help us. And no, uh, no, tanked, kicked out, <laughs> buck naked, and then kids. Now we pick up the story yes. with the kids. Yes. All right. Cain and Abel. Let's dive in. Like a tragedy. Thank you for picking a tragedy. <laughs> like we're all laughing about murder. I know. I know. Okay. You don't really <laughs> think awesome. about it. You just read it. Like yes. Thing, just passively read no, it. No, you yeah, can't. Right. I know. Mama loses a kid and buries a kid in the same day. Yes. I know. Very sad. We're going to get into it. Um, but... The Bible, we believe, uh, Bible Reading Project, we're here to inspire you to read your Bible every day is your excuse. I know that we only hang out with y'all on Wednesdays, but the Bible is a living and breathing word, and I promise that you will get something from it anytime you pick it up and anytime you read. So let's dive in. For those joining us at home, we are going through Genesis 4, and let's read it. Let's get through Cain Abel. Adam made love to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Man, that's good. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a lot. Like, I think you're a better reader than me. Oh, yeah. Like, she's a great reader. Yeah, you know, like when I read and I go like back. Hazel to is probably just like. Yeah, Hazel's probably. That's why Hazel's so calm. Yeah. <laughs> she just starts. reads me. For, Hazel's for, those, for those who don't know, Hazel is my. One-year-old daughter. Like, I cannot believe I have a one-year-old. Like I'm here, I'm a guest, and I almost fell asleep. <laughs> not, not be like your voice is just I feel like that means I'm boring. No, <laughs> no. no. 
It means you're calming. You're a great reader. You're a great reader. Like what we could do is just like have you in the sanctuary here reading all the time and people that yes, can't sleep. Pastor Gene used to have the Bible Yes, and people who can't sleep. Now there's just no Bible playing. I can't sleep. Well, just, just go by and there's a reader that just reads. Yes. And then people thought, oh, yeah, sit in the chair. Right. Just <laughs> alone. Oh, man. I listen to for the rest of my I'm day. Just like a redneck when I read. No. So thank you for taking this over and like taking the English level yes, up a notch. Y'all are so funny. Right. I mean, it was you and Brian. Right, man. I miss <laughs> that. I miss old Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to Ryan Holdman. I miss him. Uh, another best friend duo had to take his place. <laughs> but so here's yes. what's fun. This oh, is, yes, we should. This is a little nugget for people that are going to be listening. What? So this isn't public yet, but it will be on your podcast. You ready? Yes. Ryan Holdman uh-huh. is going to come on the date night podcast. Oh, okay. As a single dude that has questions. Oh, oh it's okay. going to be fun. Nice. Yeah, right. So we're bringing in a single dude. Like Ryan's thirty something and single. Yeah. And um, and so we're gonna let him come on right, as a single right. guy and give the single single wisdom. Single right? wisdom. Single wisdom. Yes. And we're gonna pull him on. It's gonna be so fun. So it's gonna be great. But you know who didn't get a date night? Adam and Eve, because they birthed two terrible children. Right. Well, Abel was good, but Cain Cain wasn't so great. Boom. So let's dive back in. Yes. All right. So as a kid. When I read this passage, I, okay, I thought Cain got a bad rep. Like, in my head, I, I murdered somebody. No, 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 no. How no. were you I raised? Mean, <laughs> what in parent? The in the beginning what of the parent? story. I got to stop this right now. What parent, Nessa, would raise a child that would say, I read this story where one kid murdered the other and thought he got a bad rap? What? In my head as a kid, I thought to myself, he just gave God some fruits and vegetables. Like, what was so bad about that? Ah, yeah, and weird. it wasn't until someone explained to me that God desires the first. God has a heart and a passion for the first. If you're not giving him the first of everything, he does not look with favor upon it. So I assumed I'm like, oh, Kane probably just went to the grocery store or something and like <laughs> got some fruits and veggies and was just like, here. <laughs> And it wasn't cute, and it was just, you know. But because the Bible specifically said that Abel gave, um, what's the word they use? Fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. That's why he had favor, and Cain did not. So, yeah, that's why I had first, when I was younger, thought that Cain had, like, just a low deal. Like, he, he probably just didn't even know. But somehow Abel knew that first was important. So I think that's interesting. What do you make of that, Nessa? What What did you gain from this passage? Like, what can we learn from Cain and Abel? Well, I think that even though, it, to me, it shows that there has to be punishment for mm. crimes, so to speak. Yeah. Because at the end, it clearly, you know that God cares for Cain. Mm-hmm. He says, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast if you do what is right then will you not be accepted but if you do not like he's teaching him yeah and even though it's hard because he sent him away he marked him so no one would kill him yeah and to me that shows that he still cared for Cain even though he sinned even though he didn't give what was first Mm -hmm. he still loved him yeah that's so so good you don't want him to die either yeah you don't want Abel to die either yeah um but there's punish- there has to have to be punishment. So good. And so this is your punishment. I love you. 
maybe go think about what you did kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Um, I love how, ooh, I, I, this passage always stops me. Um, when he does ask, why are you angry? Why are you downcast? God cares about our emotions first. God cares about our feelings. God cares about how we feel. However, when he says, when, if you do what is right, we do not be accepted. But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. The way that God is explaining that anger can be a door to sin, you know, anger can, your emotions have that power. It has that ability to, you have a choice, either you can do right or you can do wrong and that you have to rule over and master it. What if, and I love the Bible because God constantly brings things back to our emotions. Um, For example, in the story of Jonah, when he asked him, is it right for you to be angry? Like God is intimately aware of our struggles, of our fears, of our passions, of our anger, of our emotions. And I love that he makes it clear all the time. Um, Oh, it's just so good. I feel like I could preach a whole message just on that little passage. (laughs) But Obviously, there's a, you know, bigger thing, the whole Cain killing Abel. So, um, Pastor Mark, what do you think about that? In verse, uh, I believe it was seven, God says to him, he said, if you do what is right, you will be accepted. Mm -hmm. And it says in verse five, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So, there's this thing where God said, look, if you would just do what's right, yes. I would have accepted it. Uh, it intimates that Cain didn't do what was right, like mm-hmm. you said, whether it was he brought the wrong offering or he didn't bring the best offering. Right. or. But to understand what's going on, if you go back up to verse 3, I think this is the telltale sign of what's happening. It says, in the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. So that would assume that the two boys grow up, right? So they go from childhood to adulthood. And here's what we know. We could have talked about this in in the opening podcast because you can't talk about evolution and creation without discussing time. Mm -hmm. Because one thing time will do is it tells all tales. You can fake a lot of stuff, but you can't fake time. Yeah. Even when we try to fake it with Botox or whatever, you can't fake time. Time is working on every person that breathes a breath on planet Earth, and you're moving closer and closer to the end of it. Uh, We would call it death, right? So the Bible says that in the course of time, whatever Cain did, he was not right. So that intimates that somewhere in the course of time, he knew what was right. Mm -hmm. But time had eroded it away. Mm. Right. So over time, he knew that there was this thing required. Right. But over time, he's probably like, yeah, the old man upstairs, he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And what's the big deal? So to understand what that is, you got to go to the New Testament, right? Mm-hmm. You got to scope the whole Bible. Listen to this. First John. In first John. Verse chapter three, verse 12. The Bible says this about Cain. So it picks up Cain in the New Testament. This verse says, verse 12 of 1 John 3, don't be like Cain. And listen to this phrase, who belonged to the evil one. Wow. So that tells me that over the course of time, Cain sold his soul out. Right. It wasn't just about Cain's fruit being the wrong banana 
and he should have brought a goat. Somewhere in the course of time, like his mother Eve, I believe he sold himself out. Mm. I believe he made a bargain somewhere. Now, whether the serpent was still there or whether Lucifer or the devil showed up in another animal, but somewhere over the course of time, this verse says Cain belonged to the evil one. Mm -hmm. So you know that has to be heartbreaking as a father and mother because we look at the murder. Yeah. Right. Oh my God, he murdered his brother. But long before he murdered his brother, there's this wow. there's this course of time working on this him. pattern. Yeah. There's this pattern of I sold my soul out. I compromised. Yeah. I, and maybe 20 years prior, it's no big deal. But he compromised another year, and then yeah. he compromised another year, and then he compromised another year. So that by the time he gets to this story, he sold his soul to the evil one. Let's talk about that. The compromise of Cain. Over time. Over time. Right. How? I I don't know. I just felt the spirit on that one. (laughs) The compromise of Cain. I feel like when you said and when you pointed to the final action of Cain, unfortunately, was him killing his brother. But before then, there was significant Rot, or there were significant compromises that he had already made before he even got to the point oh, sure. of the murder. Because the story reads quick. He killed him. Yeah. He killed him. He brought an offering. Offering was denied. He got right. one chance to do right, right. And instead, he chose sin, right. which he was warned against. Right. And then afterwards, of course, he becomes a restless wanderer and God puts a curse on him and marks his life. However, how many Christians are living today looking back? at where they were, where they came from, and realizing where they are now. And they're looking and they're like, man, did I ever really walk with God? Did I ever really know him? Did I ever really commit my entire life to him? Or have I just been compromising my beliefs, compromising my life and what I've been doing? And for nothing. I think, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I think it's, it's, it's another layer of the onion on that because when you compromise the first time, let's, let's, let's say it says in the course of time. So let's go 30 years, okay? Sure. So mom and dad teach Cain and Abel, hey, look, we blew it. We got booted out of that house over there. You boys need to know that that God up there, the only thing he accepts is animal sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He has to have blood. Now, we know that would be true because when he says to Cain, you need to do what's right because sin is crouching at the door. Right? Yeah. So even God links doing the right thing with sin that's sitting here waiting. Mm-hmm. We know in the again to understand Genesis all the way through the New Testament, you understand well the real thing that makes you right for sin is the blood, right? Yes. So even ki- these little kids named Cain and Abel were probably taught by God or their mother and dad that look the only way you go to God is you got to bring blood. Mm-hmm. And Cain did. He brought the fat, which means the animal was killed. As an offering of blood, Cain didn't. He didn't bring blood. He brought fruit. He brought whatever from the ground. God shows up. He murders his brother, right? Here's the thing. Most people who compromise don't even know it because they become blind to it. Mm -hmm. Because they start here, a little compromise, nothing went wrong. Mm -hmm. Another compromise, nothing went wrong. Another compromise, nothing went wrong. But over the course of time, you become blind that you sold your soul. Yeah. 
Because John 8 says that the devil was a murderer from the beginning, right? He's a murderer from the beginning. So that tells me if Cain sold his soul out to the evil one, and the evil one was a murderer from the beginning, that means that the end result of compromise is you will murder. That's the end result of it. So Cain probably didn't wake up week one and I'm going to kill my brother. Wow. Year one, I'm going to kill my brother. I've even noticed it in relationships. Most people who were filing for divorce, they didn't wake up and just go, I'm divorcing. Right. It was little things along the way that was compromised. Mm. But over time, you compromise so much, you become blind to it. Right. And then when the wife says, the husband, will you treat me this way? And he goes, what are you, I don't even know what you're talking about. Right. You're like, you should know, but we become blind to it. I think it's kind of what you were intimating of, look at the church today, Christians today. Mm-hmm. We've compromised so much that you can't even remotely say to somebody, you shouldn't talk that way. Right. You shouldn't be watching something like that. Well, who are you to judge me? We don't need to judge me. I can, right? It's not judging. It's conviction. There's so much compromise that we all think we're right. Yeah. That's crazy. And so good because I feel like the opposite of compromising to avoid compromising in your life to avoid getting to that point you have to have the conviction of the holy spirit you have to get in your word you have to know what the bible says you have to hear his voice if cain had just listened and had just heard what god had said to him his story could have been completely different but he was so compromised so not only you know i blind to it but couldn't even hear he just went ahead with his emotions went ahead with his drive went ahead and did the unthinkable. And so I think that, I feel like that goes unsaid. I don't think I've ever heard that preached that way, that Cain was compromised, um, that he, he had already, like it wasn't just a spur of the moment decision. He was compromised. But think this through. Both kids mm-hmm. come from a failed mom and dad. Yeah. Right? Both boys come from the same woman. Both boys are birthed into an environment that's outside of the Garden of Eden. Mom and dad has failed God. Mm -hmm. Both boys are birthed into a system where God still communes with Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. We we know this to be true or otherwise he wouldn't have come down and conversated with Cain. Right. So obviously God is still in the mix somehow. Yeah. Chatting with them. Hey, how y'all doing today? I don't know. Because when God shows up and asks him, well, why are you mad? And you said God cares about emotions. So the God of the universe will come down and chat with somebody about their emotions. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it alludes that God was constantly involved right, with, with that family somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they're giving him offerings as offerings and God's coming and communing with them and downloading more knowledge and whatever God's doing. Uh, but here's the question I want would love to hear your answer of where you would land the plane on this one. Cain and Abel, same parents, same situation, same environment. We could easily say it's environment that shapes a kid. But that can't be true because they're both in the same environment. So at what point did Cain sell his soul? At what point does he belong to the devil? Like we could say theologically they both belong to the devil because their parents sinned. Mm -hmm. And they've been birthed in sin. So they both belong to the devil and the evil one. But because Cain's, or because Abel brought blood, did it put up a wedge between Abel and the evil one? And because Cain never bought blood, 
that he was belonging to the evil one mm -hmm. so that it could have been this blood sacrifice was the thing that would stop the evil one from having a hold on you, right? So if Cain never brought a blood sacrifice, then from the time he was born, sin had been crouching, waiting, waiting. on him. Yeah. Because it wanted to own him because he was he was under a sinful world. Says, but... But if mom and dad and Abel is bringing a blood sacrifice, they are bringing one, then that blood sacrifice becomes the wedge between me and this evil one that now runs the show. Right. Right? I think, and this is just, this is my opinion. I think he turned over to the evil one because Abel became that blood sacrifice to the devil. I think that even the point that God said, listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Like, I feel like that moment, that point, that became the sacrifice that Abel had sacrificed the good portions to God because God does require blood. That's why Jesus's blood was shed. That's why Countless times throughout the Old Testament, blood has to be shed to cover sin. And unfortunately, Abel's blood became that blood. And, you know, this isn't a conspiracy podcast, not yet. But the enemy always requires blood. Something has to die. I think the enemy and God are not similar in that way, but they both follow the same rule. Blood has to be shed for you to be owned or be taken. That one leads to life, one leads to death. Yes, one leads to life and one leads to death. It just matters who did you sacrifice to. And so all that to say is I think that's when that point that turned and when Cain was able to adopt the title of he already belonged to the evil one because of that action. And God cannot mix God cannot mix with evil. This is something that is not said enough in church or in Christian circles. God is a holy God. Holy means set apart. Um, if, and this is why Adam and Eve had to be sent away after their sin. This is why Cain had to be sent away after his sin, because God cannot have evil in his presence. However, because of the blood of Jesus and because of Jesus' sacrifice, we now can approach God freely and have relationship with him. But before Jesus, God is very clear in every single circumstance, in every single act, if there was evil or if there was sin, there had to be separation. And that's what makes hell so terrifying because it's separation from God. Yes. Yeah, if you go look at the, um, here's, here's a thought to ponder as you wrap it up in Genesis 4 again that I think is, is so interesting. And it says that when God looks at him and says to him, sin is crouching at your door if you'll just do what's right. I, th I think that God, the essence of Christianity, right, is we got to be born again. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't we say that? I mean, the, yes. The essence, oh, yes, the absolutely. You've got to be yeah. born again. And the reality of why I need to be born again is because both of those boys were born not as God's image. And that's what we teach people. You're in the image of God. And it's a lie. We're not in the image of God. If we were, we wouldn't need to be born again. Right. Uh, we're in the image of Adam, mm -hmm. who has fallen from God. And so our image is marred and scarred. And so 
Abel brings this offering of blood and Cain doesn't. And God lets him say, look, it's simple. If you'll just give me blood sacrifice, the evil one won't have you. And the sin that's crouching won't have you. Like even at the beginning of time, we find out that the only way humans would ever be accepted by God would be through the sacrifice of Jesus. It's the only way we get accepted, right? This blood, God was requiring that long before he required it of himself. He was requiring it of humans. Mm -hmm. And, And I believe that in that moment, we see why it's so critical to believe in Christ. Because if we don't, then we belong to the evil one. Yes. Because we're not born in the image of God. We're broken, sinful. Uh, you're raising babies, right? You you never have to tell a baby yes. It's always no, 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 stop, no, no. Because they just have this overwhelming drive to disobey, to yes. do what they want to do. Yes. And, you know, so I think the Cain and Abel story is beautiful in the sense of, it shows us that both God and the devil are fighting for the human soul. I think it shows how easy it is to forget who we're serving because you miss one blood sacrifice and the little doors open. You and not to guilt trip people because you know we're not reading the Bible every day, but the more and more you don't read it the more and more you are just living life yeah. and you, you get mad easier. You, you do, you know, it's just so much easier to be that sinful person because you're just not reading the word. And to me, this just shows, I feel like I can imagine Cain just going, here's some vegetables, here's some fruit. And God's just like, that's not what I asked. <laughs> and so just how easy it is to skip the things that were like, oh, it won't really matter. And it's little compromises. Yes. And so, and it makes a huge impact. Yeah. Because the devil's just like, I got you. Like, if you ever seen something tragic happen to somebody, they just fall apart. Their marriage falls apart. Oh, my God, how'd that happen? It definitely didn't happen Tuesday. Right. It's this long, what does it say, in the course of time. I think we just forget that God put humans in in a box of time. And time will tell what kind of person you are what you're made of, mm-hmm. what you believe, yeah. what you think to be true or not true, time. I often say you, you want to know somebody, hang out with them over time. You'll know them. Mm-hmm. We all can fake it for an hour or two, but over time. And I think what God was teaching us is that over time, without blood sacrifice and faith in him, we are nothing more than a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. And I think look around today to humanity those that have snubbed their nose at God over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you girls weren't around in the seventies, but it's definitely the seventies, eighties and nineties. What we're looking at now, like, Oh my God, did we, like over time, this is weird. I've never seen anything like this. Professors in universities that can't even say what a woman is like, what's going on? Well, time has started to expose hearts. What we really believe, what we really feel, what we really think God does that intentionally. Yeah. Because over time, we're not getting better as humans. Right. We're, we're degrading quickly. And I think God intimated it that if you, if you want time to be in your favor, then you come to me in my sacrifice and you're born again. And then over time, you become a stronger, better person. Yes. That's my belief in what the story Cain and Abel teaches. So we keep talking sacrifice, right? So for those listening, let's give them a solution. How do you 
biblically stop a compromise. I personally believe, and you know, this is also from being married and having children. I personally believe it's a daily dying to yourself, a daily dying to your flesh, a daily dying to your desires, to your wants, to everything that your flesh might want to do. It's daily saying, God, you are the God in my life. You are the spirit in my home. You are the reason I'm here. Help me serve you today and not serve myself. And, you know, for for me and for everyone, I'm sure, like everyone has different things they have to die to every day. It might be alcohol for some. It might be porn for another. It might be addictive shopping. I don't know who that's for, but it's, it might be for me. <laughs> Whatever it may be, it could be anything like that. Anything that takes lordship over your life and over God, die to it. Daily, die to it. Because I feel like if you're not sacrificing yourself and... Lord, for those who can hear, let them hear. But if you're not sacrificing yourself daily and dying to your wants and your desires, then you are more susceptible to compromise the things of God. Well, that's good because if you, the other week, Robin was making some cookies, right? And she brought them out. She's like, oh, I don't think they're going to be good. And I'm like, why? She's like, oh, because right in the middle of making them, I didn't have enough eggs and I made it, and sure enough, it came out, and the cookies were like, meh, they're kind of lackluster, right? <laughs> but how would we know she compromised mm-hmm. and didn't put enough eggs? She's not just winging it. She was going by a formula, and the formula was, for this kind of cookie, this is what you do. I think you, you said, let's find a solution. It's very hard to tell a Christian or, or a professing Christian, don't compromise when there's no recipe, mm. because we all just YOLO. Hey, I just live me, man. Don't you live you? I live me. So what you compromise on may not be a compromise for me. Right. I mean, you might do this, but I'm not going to ever do that. And I think what we have to call people to, you said a solution, right? Is exactly what you're doing. You call people back to the recipe of the Bible. And if the Bible says it, suck it up and live it. Oops. Whether you so like good. it or not, that's the recipe. Yeah. And if you don't follow the recipe, then you as a person is going to be lacking something and if you're lacking something, you won't smell right, taste right, live right, talk right, or think right. So good. Something in the ingredients of your life is going to be off. And if something is off, it's going to impact your marriage. It's going to impact your parenting. It's going to impact your sanity, so to speak, right? So my solution would be I would tag on to yours and say, yes, don't compromise, but we need a recipe. What would your solution be? Mine would be your fruit. Ooh. <laughs> Preach it, Nessa. How do we know the fruit? <laughs> Fruits of spirit. Yes. Song. <laughs> yes, it is. Go ahead. Um, and that's an easy one. It involves fruit. It's kind of like a recipe. How are your cookies going to turn out? Yes. And obviously we have the Ten Commandments, but it's really, can I look at my life and I, am I producing fruit? Am I, do I possess self-control, holiness, gentleness, kindness, self-control, all of those things? And if I'm not, then what's the missing ingredient? What am I, what am I missing? And yeah, I would say your fruit. So good. And that concludes our time on the Bible reading project or podcast. Guys, bear with me. I'm going to be messing up project and podcast. (laughs) I'm hoping for the best. You got to rock and roll. You got to own it. You got to come on with, I'm Brianna. Welcome to the Bible. (laughs) Like you just got to own it. 
like you can't sink the ship. You're rolling the ship. This is great. Yeah, it's going to be good. You want me to tell you what will happen? What's going to happen? Over time, you'll learn more about God. Yes. You'll learn more about yourself. You'll learn more about his wisdom. And you will look five years back and go, oh, my gosh, I've been reading the Bible every day, which is what you say, zero excuse. And a minute ago, the first podcast, you kind of lent into uh, genius of Genesis, right? But what people don't understand is I'm not a a genius. It's I've just been reading my Bible every day. I think I'm at right at 12,000 days straight. I've not missed one day since 1989, every single day. Well, every single day in the course of time, you're like, man, the Bible's alive. It is. Right? So thank you. Do it boldly. I bless you to do it boldly. Never apologize. Own it. Give it to people and give them the best you have. And 20 years later, your best will even be better. Mm -hmm. And inspire people to read it. Because the beautiful thing about it is, if we're not careful, we try to blow people away. You're not called to do that. You're called to just inspire them to read it. And every time you read it, something else will jump out. Whether it's bring your best with Cain or whether it's don't compromise. It's the beauty of the Bible. So thank you again. Thank you for having me on. I look forward to coming back soon in the future. You girls need to own it. Hold back nothing. Give it all you got. Never apologize for the Bible. Teach exactly what it says it is. And then let the hearts of people work it out. And I think it's going to go well. It'll only get better and better and better. And you'll only get better and you'll get better at doing it. But thank you for being willing to risk it. Yes. Thank you for being willing to start it. Thank you for being willing. Most people may not know, but but you girls have pawned your children off to your hubs. <laughs> so, so God bless them. Right. <laughs> for so, two so, hours. For two yep. hours. So you do this. So thank you. Yeah. It took sacrifice. I appreciate it. I've had a blast. I can't wait to just listen to more and more that come out every Wednesday. And I'll be listening and sharing. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Thank you, Pastor Mark. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Nessa, did you have fun? Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, you guys. We will see you guys next Wednesday. We're super excited. We are going to be talking about the flood and talking about Noah and just continuing on in Genesis. I bless you all with a good week, and we'll see you again soon.